Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Hey, ladies, um, Jesse and I, as you know, if you are listening or tuning in on Facebook, um, we are going to be recording a podcast today. We're recording several. And on Saturday, Jesse and I had the opportunity to go and minister at an event called Called Out in Hugo. It was good to see some of the Hugo ladies there that fellowship with us through Entourage. Um, and and I'd shared um, this particular word at Hugo, and we just forgot to take the podcast equipment to record it so that we uh, could share it with you all. And so, um, so we're recording it, so it will be available online through the podcast, but I just wanted to take the opportunity in Facebook Live about it as well. Um, while I have a, um, a captive audience, just want to encourage you that through the rest of this week, we're still studying um, together on the To Get Her page. Serena Backus shared on Proverbs 31 today, so I want to encourage you to hop over. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, um, talking about the the Proverbs Bible study that we're wrapping up, I encourage you to go and find, your, find that group, add yourself into it, and we're going to be studying some different things uh, later this year. Probably next step will be Galatians uh, from that page that we'll be studying. Um, so anyway, I'm going to take a minute. I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to hop into Acts chapter 16. Lord, I thank you for every listener um, or every viewer. However someone is receiving this, I just pray that you prepare their hearts for the truth that is going to come out of out of my mouth, uh, God, that you have put into my heart. I pray that you help me uh, deliver it accurately and in a way that honors, honors you. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. Thank you that we can gather and fellowship without persecution, but we do pray uh, for protection, for revelation, for joy for our brothers and sisters in Christ that are persecuted abroad. Thank you for the technology and the means to break bread together in this way. And thank you for the greater revelation of you that we're going to get from breaking open your word today. Be welcome here, Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so on Saturday, I had um, had told the ladies that if I was going to call this teaching something, it would probably be the call to Kai. And Kai is a Greek word. It is spelled K-A-I, and it means and. And quite simply, the premise of where I'm going to be going with this is that the when the Lord begins a work in our lives, there is always an and that follows. Uh, Philippians 1.6 tells us that the Lord is faithful to carry to completion the work that He He begins in us. But when He begins a work in us, there is always an and. There is always a reason, uh, an action, a fruit that follows that. So He never begins a work simply for the work to end right there. There's always an and. And so we are going to see this illustrated in a familiar passage. If you know um, who Lydia is, that's who we're going to be talking about. 
Um, and, and we're going to find out about her in Acts chapter 16. I'll say from the outset, there are a lot of towns and uh, vicinities named in this passage, and I am just going to abbreviate them in a way that makes sense to me. Uh, but I encourage you to look at the text of Acts 16 on your own so that you can know the proper names for some of these towns. So uh, this is uh, Paul and some of his companions, and uh, this is a record of their their ministry. It says, Paul came to Derbe and then to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was Jewish and a believer, but his father was Greek. The believers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him, and Paul wanted to take him along on the journey. Um, I want to pause right there and uh, just encourage any mothers who may be single moms um, without a, a dad in their home uh, helping them parent or um, women who are married to unbelieving men. And I just want to note that this man named Timothy is being recommended for ministry to Paul, Paul, God's chosen instrument to go and proclaim his good news to uh, to the Gentiles. And, um, and so I just think that's a powerful encouragement. If you read the epistles, uh, First and Second Timothy, you see that, um, that his mom is mentioned by name along with the grandmother, Lois and Eunice, and they are commended for a gift and a deposit of faith that they sowed into this young man, uh, Timothy, who would would kind of become Paul's protege. And so I just want, that's not the heart of what this is about, but as we are passing over that, I want to offer that encouragement that um, as a believing mother, as a believing woman, um, what you sow into your children is profound. It is affected. It can be trusted and proved faithful because we know this from the testimony of Timothy. So I'm going to skip to verse 6. This is just some introduction there about Paul and the folks that he's traveling with, of which one is is Timothy. Actually, verse 5, it says, "...the churches were strengthened in faith, and they were growing daily in numbers." Verse 6 says, "...Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of..." We're just going to say P because I don't know how to say that. And Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia, when they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. And during the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come out to Macedonia, come over and help us. And after Paul had seen the vision, they got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called them to preach the gospel there. Uh, Commentators note, although the Bible doesn't say this explicitly, so I'll share it and you can use your judgment, um, that um, it's possible the man of Macedonia that Paul's having a vision of is actually a, an, an angel, a territorial angel of, of the area of Macedonia. We get a sense of, of angels covering geographic territories uh, from Old Testament passages, namely in the book of Daniel. Um, Isaiah 62 talks about how the Lord uh, sets out watchmen in certain areas. And so regardless of if it was a, an angel that uh, approached Paul in this vision or 
or whether it's just a, a man in a dream, uh, the Lord was using this ministry to bring Paul specifically to the people of Macedonia. Um, there was such an urgency in that that we see that the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go into certain places. So I'm going to keep reading, and we're going to read about when they arrive at Philippi in Macedonia. Verse 11, Acts chapter 16. From Troas, we put out to sea and sailed straight for Samothrace, and the next day went on to Neapolis. From there, we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony in the leading city of that district of Macedonia, and we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath, Outside, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. So this is a, a Gentile city. You have to, to think that it, it's possible um, if there are Jews there, um, it's possible that they have um, been ran out of Jerusalem by Rome, and there may be Jews that are in exile in this place. But it's not somewhere that there would have been a synagogue located. Uh, this is a Gentile city. Um, if there were Jews that were present, um, it's likely um, that they would not be super friendly toward um, certain women that were, were proselytes, that were wanting to come over from the Gentile faith to the Jewish faith. And we're going to see um, to see this kind of manifest in the next verse. So again, on the Sabbath, they went outside the city gate, so outside the place of commerce, the areas of influence, Influence to a river, and they expected to find their place of prayer. So, so word has has got out that there must be someone gathering in fellowship with the Lord, with Yahweh, um, on on the occurrence of a Sabbath and, and praying regularly. So Paul and his companions are going in search to see to see what's going on on there. Because remember, the Holy Spirit, uh, by means of this vision and this man of Macedonia, has urgently called them to Macedonia. So it says we sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira named Lydia. She was a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. And the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message, which we would assume to be the gospel of Jesus Christ. Verse 15, when she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us, our different translation says, and she prevailed upon us. What I love about this is that there's a group of women talked about right here, and they know something about the Lord. They know about Yahweh. They are seeking to pray, um, to, to fellowship in some way with the Lord. Um, they're willing to leave um, what is the the populated area of town to go to the outskirts and, and to pray as best they know how. Um, but we know that there must have been some lack in knowledge because it says that she responded in her heart to Paul's message. And of course, the message that Paul was bringing um, was was good news to the Gentiles um, that Jesus Christ had had welcomed them in as as heirs and as children of God. And so right off the bat, I think that there's encouragement that we can find from this story that God knows those 
who are called by His name and those who want to know Him. The Word says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. This was a woman, along with, in just a minute, we'll learn a group of women and her household, and they were going out on a regular basis by a river outside of town to pray, yet she did not understand the full gospel. So what does God do? Through supernatural ways, He faithfully brings a team of ministers, Paul, His chosen instrument, to show up at the right place at the right time that Paul might deliver truth to her. I love that. The word had, a commentary, excuse me, not the word, had suggested that it's possible they even went down to the river because they knew uh, they knew stories from what would now be our Old Testament scriptures where there are significant things that happen with relation to the Lord speaking by a river in, in Ezekiel, in Jeremiah, and other places. And so you have these women who are hungry for the Lord, yet who are lacking in knowledge of the truth, but they're showing up anyway, and God honors that by literally rerouting his A-team past certain nations, past certain provinces to this group of hungry women. And it's not just about women. God would do that for anybody, but I think it's really worth noting this about these ladies here. So it goes on in verse 14 to describe the woman Lydia being from Thyatira. It describes where she's from. How often does that become our identity, the place the place of life that we come from, whether good, bad, proud, poor, other wise. Uh, But there's this description about her, about where she comes from. And then it talks about what she did. How often is that our identity? What we do, what we accomplish. She is a dealer of purple. But then last but not least, it describes in verse 14 that she was a worshiper of God. And we see that that is what we really go on to remember her for in the next passage. At at the end where that period, she was a worshiper of God, period. Then it says, the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. It doesn't matter where we come from. It doesn't matter what we do, what we didn't do. What opens our heart is the Lord alone, and it is when we begin to identify as His worshipers that transformation takes place in our life. So let's continue to read this passage. Um, She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. Again, we're getting this picture of Philippians 1.6. God is continuing a good work that he began in her. She was showing up to the river. She was showing up to pray. But now she is having her heart open to respond to the truth of Jesus. Verse 15 says, When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us into her home. And she said, if you consider me a believer in the Lord, come and stay. And she prevailed upon them. I love that when she was willing to shift from being um, a woman from Thyatira named Lydia who dealt with the color purple and who was showing up with a little bit of knowledge about God and sitting on the riverbanks, when she shifted from being that person to being a person identified as a worshiper of the Lord, going feet into the water and getting submersed and baptized, it didn't just impact her, it impacted her entire household. And that's my encouragement. It says, when she and 
the members of her household were baptized. She then began her own ministry of inviting them into her home. And you see, you can just assume that her hunger for the Lord was expounding and increasing, and she wanted as much as she could have in terms of communion and and fellowship with the Lord. And so um, to make this personal to me and to you, I think about at the beginning for those that are just hopping on or just tuning in, I I called this, uh, this little teaching the call to Kai, K-A-I means and in Greek. And so often when you see demonstrations of God's grace, either in a moment of evangelism like this, or even uh, with a miracle or or the woman at the well, uh, about that woman, it says, and she went and told everyone um, about this man who had told her everything about himself. When uh, when the Lord heals Peter's mother-in-law who was sick, it says, in the, in that, and in that moment, she got up and began to serve. When God does a work in us, um, it's not just to end with us. There is an and. There is a chi on the other, on the other side of that. The point that I really want to make in all of this is that God sent Paul to Macedonia to preach the gospel with great urgency, and yet he found a few women gathered by the water. But from this initial gathering birthed the church at Philippi. And Lydia is actually recorded in history as the first Christian baptized in Europe. That's pretty significant. It's pretty significant as we talk about this in the United States and think about our our own lineage in the relationship of, of Europe um, with the United States. And you just think, you never know what that chi is in your life, what that and is, that and factor that the Lord wants to do in other households and other nations and other generations if we would be willing to identify as worshipers of God and move from... Uh, from the the side of the river to going fully into the river and accepting with open hearts the full truth of of who God says we are um, and, and receiving the full truth about who He says that He is. Um, the gospel is receiving that, that Jesus is the Son of God, that He came to save and redeem that which um, could not be saved and redeemed without Him. She received this in nations— were changed. A church was birthed. Her household came to know Christ. Jesse is expecting a baby. Jesse's our um, worship and technical uh, production coordinator and entourage, and she doesn't know if she's having a boy or girl yet, but she's at the place in her pregnancy that <clears throat> her doctor, her midwife, had told her that if she's carrying a little girl, then all the eggs inside of her little girl are forming already. And so for this moment in time, it's like Jesse has three generations of life inside inside of her, um, the baby that she's carrying. And if it's a girl, all, uh, all of that capacity for life, those eggs inside of, of that infant in her womb. And I think what a spiritual picture that is when we are willing to go into the deep places with Christ, when we are willing um, to respond when deep calls out to deep, and we are willing to get off off the sidelines, just sitting by the river and wondering and praying, and we're, we're willing to step in and go into the depths of knowing the Lord, of having our hearts opened. 
there's life inside of us that the Lord wants to continue His good work through. I just think that's a beautiful a beautiful picture. It reminds me of God's covenant promise to Abraham where He says, in you all nations will be blessed. And, and this is part of the truth that was being extended to Lydia at this time. All Lydia had to do was believe. She had to allow the Lord to open her heart and then respond in belief. And so um, this was a normal day for her, a normal Sabbath day for her. She, they obviously had a reputation for gathering on this particular day. That's how Paul knew to go there. Who knows how many times before she had wondered about the Lord and gathered in that place. But on this day, she was baptized. Her heart was open. And she began a ministry that wouldn't just begin in her household, but that would spread throughout an entire continent. And all she had to do was show up and respond. That's all we have to do, ladies. And that, that is my encouragement. The Lord will continue His good work. All of those ands, all of those kais, we have to be faithful to show up. He takes care of bringing in the supernatural team of whoever He wants there. Some of you may be the ones that are the supernatural team that gets sent like Paul. But He completes the good work that He's beginning, and there's always an and that follows. Never underestimate what the Lord can do when He opens your heart to the truth of His message. That's it. Be blessed, ladies. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. We gather for our monthly worship gathering open to any woman who has interest the second Tuesday of every month at the Monterey in the Arts District of Durant, Oklahoma. 